Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we have two for the price of one. Yes, I said two, Mr. and Miss Steve and Katie Keene. Uh, they're joining us all the way from the East Coast. And, you know, at the end of the day, I love their mission because they are out helping special needs families get out of the state of emergency, which I know they lived for way too long. Uh, so I can't wait to learn more, hear more. And if you have any family in need, these are the people that you want to listen to. Steve, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you much. Thank you so much for having us today. Now we're super stoked to have you. I know uh, we've built a great relationship over the last few months and uh, we know a lot about you, but why don't you take a moment to let the audience know more about you? Sure, absolutely. So we um, have five kids and our special needs journey began actually the night that our first child was born. He um, started having seizures after just a few hours. And by the time he was just 22 hours old, we were being medevaced from Italy to Germany where we discovered that he'd had a stroke. So. That was a really rough um, entry, I suppose. It's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, into parenthood. And, um, you know, amazingly, now, fast forwarded almost 17 years, he's doing really well. But of our other children, we have two who also have varying levels of special needs. And um, through those 17 years of time, we have learned so many amazing lessons. We've survived so many stresses. And we've come out on the other side with a really abundant life. And we're able to look back and see how we did that. And we've met so many other people along the way that have also shared their wisdom with us on how they have done the same thing. And so um, our mission and our calling is to reach out to those who still feel like we did a number of years ago, yeah. you know, with that emergency and um, say, we have a life raft. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, that's it, it's a need out there, right? Is because there's so many parents that uh, end up in your situation. Uh, there's so many families that, you know, you, you love the, your children no matter the, the challenge, right? And you're gonna do anything for them, the good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly, like you're there for any of them, for anything. And, and it's just gonna be more challenging for for others uh, to, to go through that, right? And and I'm, I'm I'm blessed. I don't. I don't know anything about that, and so I'm. I'm very naive when it comes to these challenges, 
that uh, folks like yourselves have have had to go through. So, uh, you know, obviously the scariness that you must have felt, the fear that you must have felt as the strokes uh, happen or the seizure happened uh, right from the start. And, uh, you know, again, my daughter was born in the, and she was in the NICU for a few days and there was some craziness, but she came out healthy and, and everything was, was uh, you know, kind of easy, I should say, when, when I think about what you might have gone through. My daughter was born. So, uh, so tell us, like, how did you work through the emotional uh, challenges that you know, I could I could only imagine. Uh, how did how did you guys get through that stronger than than ever uh, as as you kind of move through through everything? Uh, so, are you talking about that very first event with our kids? Yep. Uh, firstborn. Yep. Uh, well, that one was far crazier than she just. Uh, summarized because what was happening is we were stationed in sicily i was supposed to deploy to africa the next day because my son was two weeks overdue right so he should have been born and i would have had a couple weeks there at the house and then boom i would have deployed but because it kept going later and later and later it was to the point where i was supposed to take my unit to another continent right and then my son was born he started having seizures. She got medevaced. I was like, uh, catch up when you can. <laughs> so that story got uh, really just crazy. I made my way up to Germany and, uh, you know, we were there. Her mom had flown from the east coast of the United States to be there. So she was stranded in Italy without us. <laughs> she was she was in the hospital in another country. I was. <laughs> I was sleeping on an airport bench because the flights got all jacked up. So the whole thing was like three whirlwinds going on simultaneously. Uh, But by the time I got there, you know, we had just lots of folks on two continents praying for us and giving hope and encouragement. Uh, I mean, they literally flew a private jet down from the hospital in, in the Army hospital in Germany down to pick us up and take them back. So we knew we had like the best medical care we could have possibly gotten uh, to have a team like that show up. And so the management of it was really like minute by minute. Let's focus. He's stable, right? So everything's good. All right, cool. Now we can do this next thing. Oh, they're going to run this test. Okay, we wait for the results. You know, and, and so it played out minute by minute over the course of about five days until finally we found out from an MRI that he had had a stroke. And, uh, and by that time, you know, we had the folks down in Italy working on my orders and getting me a replacement for that deployment. We had folks back in America who were all praying for us. We had folks in, in, in Italy who were taking care of her family, uh, her mom rather, who was stranded there and trying to get her back home. We had a lot of that going on, and it was really cool to see it all come together. So that the whole thing was just God was hooking us up big time, moving mountains, uh, you know. And that is no under uh, that is no overstatement. And I think go ahead. I think we lived in a state of shock for a little while too, you know, That's which kind of helped us get through some of that hard stuff initially. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking when you were saying, okay, he's in he's you know, he's stable. 
So instantly, as soon as you said that, I'm like, cool. Now it's time to freak out about this, right? <laughs> because because that's how my mind works, right? You're going to get through because of the shock and probably the whirlwind and probably there was not a lot of time to think about the next steps before the next step already occurred. And you're like five steps into it and you're like, but wait, my mom is in that country. Now what? Right. So, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't I, I could not even imagine going through those pieces. So now let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Things are calming down. People are, did everyone get to you? on the jet like everyone got in the same space eventually he joined me in germany by that point i was no longer sleeping on a hospital bed in a in a busy room and <laughs> they had gotten me a place in a fisher house which is like ronald mcdonald yeah, house. Really cool. and um, we were there for about two weeks and they sent us back to italy uh restationed us back to the states by the time he was eight weeks old and fast forward to the time he was a year his seizure stopped and his development was progressing they didn't know if he would have cerebral palsy if he walk talk we didn't know and um miraculously he is actually an, a very functional amazing smart compassionate person now and he is i would say our right hand man when it comes to okay. how he helps with his very profoundly disabled brother um who is not quite eight and yeah. you know he it's incredible so uh fighting back tears over here uh so all right, so you guys, you, you had to go through the pain uh, with uh, multiple kids to, to get where you are today. Uh, at what point did you realize, like, A, you've kind of got starting to get things figured out and you're, you're starting to make a, a positive impact both in, in your own family life for your kids and yourselves and each other, but you know that you're supposed to help others. You know that you're part of your next step and next phase is you need to help others in your same shoes. Like when did you kind of realize that and what was the turning point? Yeah. So, um, towards the last say five or six years, it, it, we did get referred to people, right? People were referred to us rather and like, you know, these guys can probably help you out if you've got a question about this or that. And, you know, whether it was, was nutrition taking care of the kid and, uh, managing your finances, you know, that kind of stuff. People who are starting to get into the earlier stages of what we had kind of transitioned out of. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we found a place up in Philadelphia that helps to heal children with, what I'll just loosely call brain injuries. Mm -hmm. And that's where we met folks from around the planet who were like us. And we started sharing, here's what works and whatnot. And so um, that's where we found there are others who are like us who aren't I'm just going to say, going to take this laying down, right? Mm -hmm. The folks who are going to fight like crazy to heal their children and to help their family and keep them strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and then about a year ago, we were at a weekend to remember conference and that's Marriage live and in person. Yeah. Uh, we had folks who were able to stay here with our kids. Grandparents were staying here with the kids, right? So we were able to go and do that. And we thought, special needs families never get a chance like this. I mean, because we had gotten very fortunate that her parents were able to watch the kids. We'd gotten very fortunate that somebody had, had, um, had blessed us with some money to pay for the hotel accommodations and the travel. And we saw there's no way that anyone else can do this. And so we thought about what if we could do a venue that's similar to this, but not for marriage in general, but for 
family life of special needs kids. And, and bring um, the special needs kids and, and the siblings bring with. them with so that they could, so that the kids could potentially interact where it was okay, right? And then so we thought, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And that was in that's February. <laughs> and of course, in March of 2020, everything got locked down. And so we, we started to uh, transition to thoughts about doing things online. And no, like, when did we, we kind of started commingling online? When was that? February, March? No, it's probably later. It was than probably that. later than that. Probably because summertime. We didn't, we didn't realize online entrepreneurship really even existed until July of okay. 2020. So it was probably sometime after that, um, maybe August or September. Because what, what, what drove me into like getting to know you guys more was that passion of exactly what you just said. So my backstory, my brother has special, special needs. I don't think I've ever talked about that on, on the show, but that was uh, very stressful, yeah. like growing up and those, how do you say it? Vacations that yeah. either don't happen or when you do have them, like my brother thought a vacation was like going to the hotel. So I remember very vividly, like we're in California, we're going to Disneyland and he just wanted to go back to the hotel because that was vacation, right? I was like, we're in freaking Disneyland. Like that is the vacation, right? And I was, you know, obviously I was younger and I was, I was really frustrated about that. And my parents did a great job like balancing, you know, that, that vacation uh but in order to have everybody go like that's that's a huge undertaking and i know that's on your guys's heart and and i know you guys will absolutely do it and that's why i was like totally want to be involved with you guys to help however we can help and and i know you guys will change the world in that aspect so i've said that and been singing your praises ever since <laughs> Thank right? you. Uh, you. but I think it's 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 interesting. I would love to know a little bit of some of the stumbling blocks that you've kind of been running into. And, you know, I believe the more stumbling blocks you hit, the closer you are to your breakthrough. So that's kind of why I'm asking those pieces. Well, that's cool, because we hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So you're 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 almost there. <laughs> We've hit them all probably up until we had, you know, finally <laughs> you guys had mercy and we won your package and it's all been wonderful since then. Oh. So it truly, truly, it's been like a miracle. So, um, you know, I guess if you mean specifically with trying to get this set up, um, the first thing was COVID completely revolutionizing what we expected. Um, secondly, would be that we intended to do this completely as a nonprofit initially, and we were wisely, but it was hard to hear and hard to accept, advised by numerous people, including my grant writing teacher, who's an expert at nonprofits, um, not to do this as a nonprofit at first, which was this very difficult reaction in us initially, because yeah. We want to just give absolutely everything to a special needs family and practically pay them to take it, you know, just to help them. <laughs> and um, but we know that if we're really going to help people, we actually need to make a business out of it. And then we can fund a nonprofit that can take off. Yeah. So um, that's where we're headed. Um, one of my personal goals is I heard that Russell Brunson has a um, 
uh, award where you've given away a certain amount of money, that is the one I want. So <laughs> purple heart, that's, purple heart. That's my goal. The, the the two. What is it? The two two heart award. Yeah, purple heart. Yeah. Yep. So we, we want that as well. So it's a million dollars given away, right? Like he's got his two comic club award that looks a little something like that. However I go <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then it, the one that will definitely mean more is, is the one where you've given that much away through one funnel. So, uh, yeah, amazing. And, and that's, that's probably why God can move mountains for you because that is where your heart is, is because you're all about trying to, to give and serve and do anything and everything first before you ever think about having to make money. But yes, we all need to make a little money to supply and be able to give the things. Uh, you can give a lot more when you, the more you make, right? And, and so um, definitely, definitely amazing. And all right, so so now you have transitioned online. You, you're building uh, certain things online from from a podcast to an offer to coaching. Um, but walk us through some of like, what's the, what's the ultimate goal on, on, on coaching? What's the ultimate, like, do you want to just have a hundred other people, uh, couples in your, in the room like yourself and help them work through their challenges? Or do you want to have just 10 people in a small group setting to work through for their challenges? Like, like where's your, your true heart uh, want to take you? Um, well, you know, it, it would be it would be totally sweet, right, to say, well, it's just going to be family to family, one on one, right? But twenty percent of the, world the population. world's population has a disability of some sort, so the reach would be negligible there, right? So the idea is that it would be fantastic, so that we could really dig in on a one on one level. But I mean, there's there's too much hurt out there. There's there's too many families breaking apart. Yeah. because of special needs. So we've got to have it bigger. Yeah. And actually my original vision and our original vision was that this would go global and it wouldn't be just done by us. Um, what we'd really like to do is be able to step-by-step step establish an organization that then we're able to pass the torch to people in other nations. And especially through those families that we've met through the neurodevelopmental program that we used and those families that became like family to us. Um, I don't know how many of them will want to do it, but we know that they have hearts like us and there are more people like them out there. And so ultimately we want to be able to share hope and that there's an abundant life and that there are ways to make that happen despite the circumstances with people everywhere. But right now we've got to start kind of small because it's just us at the moment. And um, so we'll probably begin with a form of a membership community. We want to bring people together and let them start journeying together because loneliness is a massive problem with the special needs community. There's a lot of isolation and we think that the strength in numbers is so important. So we want to begin a membership community. We want to begin um, with some form of group. We could call it coaching, um, but it's going to kind of be like, classes plus a lot of talking together making connections with the families if they want to be connected and that kind of thing um, between each other just so that people can start learning really simple ways to implement specific techniques in their homes i'm a free spirit it's not gonna be anything complex because <laughs> you know families are busy and um, if it could work for me it would work for most people because of how free-spirited i am he can testify to that um, <laughs> So, but just to help them begin to catch their breath and move away from that emergency feeling back into having a really whole life. 
man, this is like this is a a, a heart wrenching interview. Like seriously, the the thoughts that are going through my brain, I can't put out there. So again, going back to what you guys are trying to accomplish and knowing the need firsthand to have those pieces put together after you get through all the struggles and after you start doing things, right? Mm -hmm. What, what do you think is going to be, this is a hard one. I'm just going to ask it. What do you think the legacy will be of this? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. They're, they're upstairs, right? We've got a generation right upstairs who are eager to get this going because they want to fall in on it. Our son, our oldest son, the one who had the stroke, right? He has been to every one of the parenting classes with us up there at that institute in Philadelphia with all those other adult families Mm -hmm. from around the world. And there he was 14, 13. He started at 13. He was 13 sitting in that class, right? Going through that so that he got the same certification as a parent (laughs) that we got. And he's up there you know, doing his one funnel away challenge now so that he can figure out how to do this because he wants people. to get in on it, right? Yeah. And nice. other kids, they will have their, their places they want to flow in on it. And so uh, there's a generational legacy that's already in development. Yeah, and I want to see the other families who join us on the mission to have that same kind of trickle down effect in their own family, you know, yeah. and then have it spread out or, you know, to their community. Because when a special needs family can find themselves in a place of abundance, they have already learned so much in the pressure cooker. They have so many lessons to share, so many pieces of gold wisdom that and so much compassion that when they can actually have enough reserve inside of themselves to give that to their community, it can spread like wildfire. And if that's a fifth of the world who could spread love and compassion like wildfire in their individual communities, it could be amazing. It could be transformational. But instead right now, 20% of the world cut off from society, lonely, depressed, experiencing divorce, financial ruin, and you know, even some homes abuse. And that has to stop. And as a community together, if we join together, it can stop with the right knowledge, the right encouragement, the right, you know, just, community. I love that. And, 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 you know, it's funny, and this goes beyond the special needs aspect, right? Like you've got your son going through the one funnel away challenge, finding a way to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, and, and actually more of a member uh, within your own personal family community of helping and serving. Right. And, and I think parents, whether your kid's special needs or not, we, we sometimes do a disservice to our own kids by not enforcing that, by not encouraging that, by not actually making that just part of life, right? Like my son does chores because it's part of being in the family. It's not because he can earn an allowance. It's just part of being a, a, a family member, right? Like he actually helps Ron and I with some of the podcasting stuff because I don't want him to go to McDonald's. I don't want him to be 16 and go, you know, work in the fry station at, at any kind of place, right? Like I want him to be able to create his own money uh, on demand as he grows. And, and, and so it's trying to do something different than, than what I know happened for me. And, and uh, so it's, it's very different, but whether you're special needs or not, like you, I think us as a community, encouraging our family to to and kids to do this and become that self-reliant but be more importantly become part of that community that you say like that like so many kids 
they're stuck in their phone. They can't even have a conversation with an adult, right? And, and, and again, that has nothing to do with special needs. That's just because of how we are teaching them. And so I, I, I guess my question to all this is you were kind of forced to be so much more aware, I think, than, than some of us. And, and so how has that kind of helped you with, with all of your kids and, and all of these relationships, just being so aware and trying to build that community and build, uh, you know, something, something a little different. Yeah. So for our kids, this has created an environment of teamwork, really solid teamwork. And they saw us pitching in all the time and we gave them a lot of respect for little things that they could do, little things. It didn't have to be something big. And we gave them a lot of praise and we would model little tiny steps as we went. Because for us, with all the stress and things going on, you couldn't do big things at one time anyway. You know, we had to take little chunks at a time, baby steps. And then we would just encourage them. And they always wanted to be, like we won't use the word teenager in our home, for example. We tell them that they're gonna become a young adult at about 13. That is such a sense of pride for them. We, we were uh, interviewing our daughter the other night on like, well, what would you suggest if someone wanted to help their kid have self-confidence? She gave us a whole list of things. And it was really funny because most of them were things some people might consider chores. Teach them how to make a meal. Teach them how to do something and then praise them for it and let them know that they've done a good job. You know, it was really cool to hear her. But you are right, Corey. When you teach your son to do those kinds of things, he's getting a self-confidence boost. And as long as you frame it correctly, as long as parents frame it correctly, the kids know, like, well done. And then they have something to be pr proud of themselves for. For sure. I'm, I'm writing notes as we go. This is this is great. Okay, so you said you got your son kind of involved, right? Okay. Sounds like your daughter's involved, and you've created this amazing teamwork. There's got to be days that that doesn't work. Just like I, I like upstairs i can tell it's not world war seven right now because it's quiet right yeah. so what do you what do you do when when that's not working like rachel and i we've in, instituted uh an adult timeout like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go upstairs and we're not gonna say anything we're just gonna like well it's a cue for me to understand she's leaving the situation or i'm leaving the situation for a second because it's out of control. Like what, what do you guys do when you're in that moment? It's very brilliant that you do that, by the way. It's we something have, new. it's not working out very well, but thank you. <laughs> no, it's because it takes a lot of time. You're in a training ground, you know, mm -hmm. and it, and training takes time. We're still in a training ground and sure. we have those days where it does feel like world war seven in our house too. And especially at dish time, dish time for some reason is a really hard right? time here. Yes. And, yeah. So our mindset has to be, and it's not always, <laughs> but we try to keep our mindset that this is a training opportunity. This isn't an inconvenience. It feels horrible. It feels like an inconvenience. It feels like, what the heck? Why are we going through this again? Because we just went over this last night. Now we're going over it again. But what it is, is it's an opportunity in training them in conflict resolution. It's an opportunity in teaching them proper communication. You know, it's teaching them life skills in a controlled environment where they're loved regardless that they're going to need to have as adults. And if we don't manage it now, they're not going to learn it easier as adults. In fact, it could destroy certain aspects of their life. So we try to maintain the mindset of ourselves that it is a opportunity 
<laughs> versus an inconvenience. So, and then on our front door, we also have family laws and everyone has had to agree to it. So we have specific laws that our family abides by, like our family code. Mm -hmm. And it was discussed ahead of time, posted before it was enforced with consequences of what happens if you break a law, just yeah. like in government, just like what they'll find in the world mm -hmm. outside. And so we function inside of our home a lot like your typical economy outside of the home because it's training them for real life. So they know, like, we don't have to be angry if they break a law because they broke a law. Like, all of us agreed to it. And if you break a law, sorry, you know, you get a consequence. It's a bummer. So anyway, that's just a little what we do. I like that. I would have just went to paper plates. And that's all. <laughs> Is Rachel it? didn't like that either. So a less serious question, is the government run by an eye for an eye mentality or is it more? <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> if so, my daughters would go great in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shift gears a little bit uh, and, you know, because I know there's a lot of great things coming up that I want to chat about, but let's dig in one more question to the past. And obviously we all know hindsight's 2020. And if we had the ability to go back in time with the knowledge that we have now, uh, what advice would you give a younger Steve and a younger Katie? And, uh, you know, and again, this show is all about helping our listeners get better foresight through your hindsight. So what do you got for us there? So I would, uh, oh boy, if I could, if I could rewind back to, you know, the night before he was born, knowing what I know now, it would be, that you never give up on the kid right there are untold ways that you can help a kid you're going to be in a real uh challenging environment you know so close to saying that word you're going to be in the fight of your life right but there are the things that you can do and you just got to go look for them right because these situations are not hopeless mm -hmm. they are stressful they are challenging but they are not hopeless so there are things that you can do to help your kid regardless of what the diagnosis is right there are things that you can do to help that kid in ways that the rest of the world wouldn't believe right so don't give up on that seek those things out right that's part of what we're doing is we're trying to show folks here are the things that we've discovered this is let me point you to that let me show you a system that's worked in our home but do not take it laying down and so can I add to that? Please. So if I could go back, um, having had really honestly quite a glorious childhood growing up in the military, moving around all over the world, meeting amazing, fascinating people. And, you know, it just was one of those, if I wrote the story out, it could look kind of like a fairy tale. Um, I think I would say to myself, you know, these big changes, they are for you. They're not happening to you because it took me a long time to realize that. It took me a really long time to realize that gold is refined by fire and that diamonds are made by pressure and that pearls are made by irritation. And so when we can frame our circumstances that feel bad as something that is in some way refining us, building us and changing the world around us for a good purpose and, and really try to see that in the circumstances, even when it feels bad, it helps you keep going because there will be something good that comes from it, especially if that's your focus. No, that's, that's huge. Uh, it's funny that you said that because when COVID happened, Corey actually said, this is happening 
to us or for us, and we have to decide which one it is. Mm -hmm. And luckily, we we picked the right answer, I believe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know, we've been working for over a year on other stuff, kind of on the side. Like yeah. it was all kind of part time with the regular with the full time job mm -hmm. that we've been doing, uh, and so. Yeah, COVID happened for us because then it allowed me instantly to go full time and 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 uh, you know allow, allowed us to move with a few things to get where we needed to go with with everything. So yeah, it was it was night and day. So all right, so we talked a little bit about the past. We know you got some cool stuff happening in the future. So I totally want to get to that. Like what what is going on right now in your world? What's what's happening soon? What so. On Friday, of course, we're launching the podcast, the Family mm -hmm. Success Secrets Podcast. It is not meant to be a tongue twister, but it turned out that way. Uh, especially if you're from the South, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and so the idea there is that we're going to take uh, our 20 years of marriage and 17 years of special needs parenting and what we have learned, and we're going to couple that with, with some really cool guests mm -hmm. from around the planet who can pitch in and contribute. This is what my family has learned as a successful strategy for dealing with fill in the blank. We've kind of focused on the three big things of health, relationships, and finances, right? Obviously grief is, is in there. It's parallel with all of those things. So that's the idea is that we're gonna share our experience and the systems that we have built, some before, some during, and some since all of these events. Uh, that will help other families to succeed in those areas. And our guests will contribute that kind of stuff from the perspective of their family, or if they have a unique expertise, then they can contribute in that way as well. But it, but it all ties together. And so what we've learned as a special needs family is highly applicable to any family. Absolutely. So that's the idea is that it's, it's for everyone. Perfect. All right. So the family success secrets, got to say it slower. Yes. Otherwise I will get tied up there. Uh, family <laughs> success secrets launching Friday, February 12th. And I know that for anybody watching this live or over the next few days on YouTube or Facebook, they'll get the opportunity to get this information right away. Uh, otherwise for anybody that listens to this for the first time on iTunes, that show will probably already be there uh, for the, uh, the launch, uh, right after the launch anyway. So anyway, Family Success Secrets, February 12th. Go check it out. And uh, definitely want to download all 11 shows that will be there. You'll want to subscribe, rate, review, and help Steve and Katie out uh, because they're going to give you all the information that you're going to want to know. So uh, last question from me is, okay, you've got this podcast launching I assume there's some uh, uh, other places that people can find you, uh, but but tell me, tell us, tell the listeners, what's what is your and, and I, this kind of sounds cliche. What is the mission statement? And and I want you to uh, not necessarily word for word what that is, but I, I just want to reiterate exactly who you're out there serving, who you're out there helping, and uh, what's that community that you're truly building. Yes, heard you. I'd like you to. Okay. So like Steve said, the podcast itself is for everybody, all families in stress, but our mission and our absolute calling is to really help special needs families. We will absolutely have a lot inside of all the content that we give 
for every family because everything that a special needs family can use will work even quicker in a family that's not under quite as much stress. But our calling in our hearts are to help serve and bring out of emergency special needs families so they can realize what a gift they're actually living. No, that's so good. And I'm telling you, anyone listening to this needs to get into your world however they can. If you're a parent, you qualify. So go go into uh, their world, follow them on social media, get involved, listen to the podcast. If you're thinking about becoming a parent, connect with them as well. Um, there's a lot of great value there. So we appreciate the time and we thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we can't wait to see what's next for you guys. Thank cool. you. Thank you very much. Bye guys. Bye guys. All right, everyone. Uh, hopefully you were able to get through that. I know I almost did not. It almost didn't. They almost got me. You almost got Katie, you didn't there get me. There were a couple times that I was tongue twisted. I, I couldn't get this to coincide right. with this. Yes. So. Okay. So uh, I assume, Ron, you might have a takeaway or two. But again, I was paying attention. So I have something in case you don't. Okay. All right. So I got a couple. Uh, I'm going to use it as tips. So there's a couple things that they said around parenting that I picked up on that I loved. The teenage word, the young adult loved that. But showing respect for small little things to help them build confidence up, right? That's huge. That's mm -hmm. huge. So I loved that. Um, I think the overall thing that I want to talk about is lean into the challenges you're having. They leaned into the challenge. And since they leaned in, they're going to, they've learned how to impact a ton of people. And it's just a matter of time before the world catches up to who they're going to impact. But it's, it's as good as done. Like they will impact those people because they're doing things for the right reasons. But in order to do that, they had to lean in to the discomfort, lean into the challenge, really understand how to make the challenge, not a challenge, but something that they can almost use as their superpowers. This is a challenge. We've created the superpower for it, and we're going to help you have the same superpower so you can have an abundant life. Like, that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I just want to add one more piece there. And, and this is relevant for any entrepreneur, for any family, for, for really any good citizen, that you can create community. You can foster teamwork no matter what you're doing. Right, building on the friendships, uh, going in and being part of your neighborhood, going and actually uh, taking care of your employees and fostering that. Or as Steve and Katie were talking about, you can do it within your own home uh, and, and actually nurture that uh, and make sure that everybody's a part of it. So anyway, that's all we got for you today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And definitely, if you're not in the Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Come on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with and we can't wait to see you there. Bye guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 
Profits With. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic, and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks, and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.